باب العشر فيما يسقى من ماء السماء وبالماء الجاري عشر meaning a tenth which is 10% is taken from land which is irrigated by rain water or running water so we discussed this earlier that depending on how a particular field has been irrigated zakat will be calculated accordingly so here the discussion is about naturally irrigated farms or trees without any human intervention walam yara umar ibn abdul aziz fi al-asal shay'a and umar ibn abdul aziz did not think that there was anything on honey meaning he didn't think that there was any zakat on honey now why is imam bukhari mentioning this over here because there is a weak narration which mentions that ushur is also due on honey because you see over here imam bukhari is talking about ushur ushur is One tenth or ten percent, right? So one tenth or ten percent. This is ushur. So ushur is only on the land which has been watered naturally, okay, irrigated naturally. So here, Imam Bukhari proves that, uh, or he mentions that there is no zakat on honey. Okay, there is no one tenth due on honey. The thing is that honey, there is no zakat on it, just as there is no zakat on milk. Like, for example, a person has cows, all right? Yes, they eat, you know, grass and stuff, and then you get milk, but then you don't give zakat on that milk. You may have to give zakat on the profit that you get from the milk, but not on the milk itself. So just like that, there is no zakat on honey. However, this is a matter of difference of opinion. Some scholars do say that there is zakat on honey based on some reports that we learned from from hadith but there is one report which is definitely weak and the other report is the one in which we learn that nafir he was appointed as a governor of yemen and when he was appointed as the governor of yemen he wanted to collect zakat for honey also but what happened was that mughira ibn hakim he said there is no zakat on honey so nafir wrote to umar ibn abdul aziz and he asked him because Umar ibn Abdul Aziz was a khalifa. So Umar ibn Abdul Aziz said there is no zakat on honey. And then there is another hadith in which we learn that Umar radiallahu anhu collected zakat from a person for honey. Actually it was not zakat, it was ushr. And the reason for that was that that man had actually gone to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and had requested him if the valley could be saved for him. Why? Because he had bees and the bees would feed off of the valley the flowers and the fruit whatever grew in the valley and so the valley was protected for that man on the condition that he would bring a tenth of it all right for charity so umar radiyallahu anhu when he was a khalifa he said okay we'll continue with this as long as he brings the tenth all right if he doesn't bring it then we will not secure the valley for him anymore anyone can access it and it's for all people حدثنا سعيد بن ابي مريم حدثنا عبد الله بن وهب قال اخبرني يونس بن يزيد عن الزهري عن سالم بن عبد الله عن ابيه رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said fima saqat as-sama' wal-'uyun the land which is watered by the sky or the springs aw kana atharian or athari meaning that land is athari then the zakat will be ushr Athari is the crop that has grown exclusively on rainwater. It is not irrigated by people. So zakat on this is 
وَمَا And that which is watered by نَضْح نَضْح refers to camels which are used for watering. Meaning camels on which you put buckets and you fill those buckets with water and then the camels take the water to the trees or the crops and then and so that is called نَضْح Okay, so on نَضْح is half of عُشْر And what is that? 5%. Now, this seems to be like a very general statement. It seems like all farms, all orchards or all all agriculture zakat is due. Right? So for example, if a person has two date palm trees, right, and those date palm trees, let's say he doesn't irrigate them at all. They depend on rainwater. So it seems as though he has to give 10% of that. So Imam Bukhari explains over here, قَالَ أَبُوْ عَبْدِ هَذَا تَفْسِيرُ الْأَوَّلِ this, meaning this hadith, uh, which is coming next, okay, is the explanation of the first hadith. The first hadith is this one that we just read, okay, that a tenth is due or a fifth is due. But the one coming after is actually explaining it, okay, because you see, in this hadith that we have just read, the nisab is not mentioned. The minimum amount of the produce is not mentioned. That is explained in the coming hadith. So he says, لِأَنَّهُ لَمْ يُوَقِّتْ فِي الْأَوَّلِ In the first hadith, nothing has been specified. There is no specification. يعني حديث ابن عمر وَفِيمَا سَقَتِ السَّمَاءُ الْعُشْرِ He mentions the hadith. وَبَيِّنَ فِي هَذَا وَوَقَّتَ وَالزِّيَادَ مَقْبُولَ And the next hadith, it clarifies, it explains, it specifies, right? How much the harvest should be so that you give a tenth or a fifth on it. وَالْمُفَسَّرُ يَقْضِي عَلَى الْمُبْهَمْ إِذَا رَأَوْهُ أَهْلُ الثَّبَتِ The mufassar, it decides the mubham. Mufassar is that which is clear or that which explains and the mubham is that which is unclear, which is very general. So the hadith of Ibn Umar is Am, it's very general. But the hadith which is coming next, it, it specifies Right? So there is no contradiction. One explains the other. That's the whole point. And then Imam Bukhari brings an example that He brings an example that you have apparently two contradictory statements. One of Fadl bin Abbas radiallahu anhu who said the Prophet ﷺ did not pray in the Kaaba. Why did he say that? Because he didn't see him. This is a very general statement. But on the other hand, Bilal anhu, he said that the Prophet ﷺ prayed. He saw him praying. So the statement of Bilal is more specific and the statement of Fadl is more general. So when you have two apparently contradictory statements, what do you take? What do you do? You use the more specific to explain the general. So this doesn't mean, this hadith does not mean that on every harvest a tenth is due all right, or a fifth is due, depending on how that land was irrigated. No, there is a certain nisab. What is that nisab? Imam Bukhari mentions, Bab There is no zakat due on less than five wasaq. And this is a very important thing we have to understand about our religion, that sometimes what happens is that you read one text, all right, it says one thing, and then you read another text and you say, oh my God, there's contradiction here. It's not contradiction. One statement is more general. And the other statement is more specific. So there's different ways of understanding them. حدثنا مسددن حدثنا يحيى 
حدثنا مالك قال حدثني محمد بن عبد الله بن عبد الرحمن بن ابي صعصعه عن ابيه عن ابي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ليس فيما اقل من خمسه اوسق صدقه The Prophet said that there is no zakat on less than five awsuq. And I mentioned to you earlier how much that is. How much is it? 600 something kilograms. Good. 609.84. Good. وَلَا فِي أَقَلَّ مِنْ خَمْسَةٍ مِنَ الْإِبِلِ الذَّوْدِ صَدَقَةٍ And when it comes to zakat on camels, then again, there is a minimum for that. وَلَا فِي أَقَلَّ مِنْ خَمْسِ أَوَاقٍ مِنَ الْوَرَقِ صَدَقَةٍ For silver also, there's a specific amount. قال أبو عبد الله هذا تفسير الأول. So Imam Bukhari says, this hadith is explaining the first hadith. And this also shows us the importance of taking different texts together. You cannot just take one text from the sunnah and you know base everything on that. إذا قال ليس فيما دون خمسة أوسق صدقة ويؤخذ أبدا في العلم بما زاد أهل الثبت أو بينوا. The next is Bab Akhdi Sadaqat Tamri Inda Siram in Nakhl. Taking the zakat of dates when the date palms are being harvested. Notice the word sadaqa. Sadaqa is what? Zakat over here. Okay? And it can also refer to charity. Because even if zakat is not due, still it's good to give something in charity. So the question here is. Can you give the zakat at the time when you are harvesting the date palms? Meaning as the dates are coming off, at the same time some charity is given. وَهَلْ يُتْرَكُ الصَّبِيُّ فَيَمَسُّ تَمْرَ And can a child be left so that he goes on and touches the dates of zakat? Can you just leave children to go play with zakat money? Can you do that? حدثنا عمر بن محمد بن الحسن الأسدي حدثنا أبي حدثنا إبراهيم بن طهمان عن محمد بن زياد عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يؤتى بالتمر عند صرام النخل That once uh, the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was being brought dates at the time when the date palm trees were still being harvested So imagine there's like 50 trees and you know there's different people working. So as the dates are coming down, what happened? People were also bringing the dates to the Prophet ﷺ, meaning for zakat purposes. So this person was bringing his dates, and another person was bringing his dates. Until there became in front of him a kaum of dates. Kaum is a huge, a huge piece of something. So basically a mound. فَجَعَلَ الْحَسَنُ وَالْحُسَيْنِ رضي الله عنهما. So Hassan and Hussein, who are they? The grandsons of the Prophet ﷺ. يَلْعَبَانِ بِذَلِكَ التَّمْرِ They began playing with those dates. Very natural. I mean, especially when you see so much food, you start playing with it, kids cannot help it. So they started playing with them. فَأَخَذَ أَحَدُهُمَا تَمْرَةً And one of them actually took a date. فَجَعَلَهَا فِي فِيهِ And he put it in his mouth. فَنَظَرَ إِلَيْهِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ And the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم saw him فَأَخْرَجَهَا مِنْ فِيهِ And he took it out of his mouth. He took the date out of the child's mouth. فَقَالَ And he said, أَمَا عَلِمْتَ Do you not know that أَنَّ آلَ مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم That the family of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم لَا يَأْكُلُونَ الصَّدَقَةِ They do not eat صَدَقَةِ 
Meaning this is not allowed for us. Do you not know that? So what do we see over here? The first issue that Imam Bukhari is discussing here, is proving here, is that giving zakat on dates at the time when they're being harvested. Because Allah says, وَآتُوا حَقَّهُ يَوْمَ حَصَادِ And this can refer to zakat, as Ibn Abbas said. And others have said that this is not just zakat, it can also be just charity. Because you see, as the dates are being harvested, the poor are watching. Or there are different people watching, looking. So of course they're going to want something. So there's no harm in giving some of it as charity. And another hadith we actually learned that the Prophet ﷺ encouraged people that when you harvest your dates, bring something to the masjid for the poor. And this is the reason why sometimes people would bring bunches of dates and just hang them in the masjid and the Ashabu Sufa would eat them. Alright? Or people passing by would eat them. So it's good to bring food to the masjid randomly because, you know, people come to the masjid to pray, they're hungry. So there's no harm, inshallah. So this is actually a very important rule that sometimes you are calculating something that is, you know, a certain individual's share. Okay, like for example, you're calculating zakat. You've got your money, you're counting it, and your children are watching. Or for example, you are preparing, you know, gifts for certain relatives, and there's another relative who's there who's watching. Your neighbor is there, they're watching. In the Quran, this is mentioned that when inheritance is being divided, and the orphans and the poor and the needy, they show up, then give them something from it. So when you know that people are just looking, and even though they don't have a share in it, but they're looking, they're looking with that desire, so regard their wishes. Don't ignore the feelings of people. You know, sometimes we become so strict about following the book, about being strict with the laws, that we ignore the feelings of people. So that is important. Then we see here the second thing, which is that should a child be allowed to take or to play with the zakat dates? Now the thing is that rules are not for children. Islamic laws are not for children. So you cannot go to a child and say, this is haram, this is haram. And that's exactly what we do. So children don't even know what they're talking about and they just use these big words. Imam Bukhari says over here, هَلْ يُتْرَكُ الصَّبِيُّ Should a child be left? Left by who? By the parents. He's very nicely indicating that it is the duty of the parents to watch their children when it comes to public property or when it comes to the rights of the poor. So, just like the Prophet ﷺ, he did not let his grandchildren eat even one date. Just like that, when you are somewhere, then be very careful. You know, that if your child, for example, accidentally dirties the carpet of the masjid, or for example, your child breaks something in the masjid, or you accidentally break a cone in the parking lot that belongs to the masjid, then you have to, you know, take care of that. You can't just ignore it. So, هَلْ يُتْرَكُ الصَّبِيُّ Meaning, no, children should not be left just like that. They need to be watched. And also we see here that if someone is eating something that they're not supposed to, even if it's a child, then should it be taken away from them? Should it be? Should it be taken out of their mouth? Yes. Should an explanation be given? Yes. Because that's what the Prophet ﷺ did. It's not rude over there. You have to prevent your children even from eating what is not lawful. 
or what is not theirs. And then we see also that the family of the Prophet ﷺ could not eat zakat. They could not receive zakat. Okay? You had a question? For example, when we're harvesting, so we're calculating. Mm-hmm. So while we're harvesting, and we're also giving away in charity, so maybe at the end the amount will reduce, and then zakat would yeah. not be... Okay. So the thing is that when you know, for example, that this is, you've already calculated 10, let's say, awsuq. And then you just give one date out of it, two dates out of it. It's really not going to make much of a difference. Because remember that zakat on fruit is calculated not by number, but by weight. It's the fruit that can be measured and weighed, not counted. So when you're counting the number of melons, for example, then one melon gone, okay, it makes a difference. But when it comes to, let's say, a kilo of dates, and you just take one date out, it's not going to make much of a difference. One more thing we learn from this is that even if zakat is not due on a certain crop or fruit, even then, something should be given as charity from it. I was just thinking that it's really um, nice how the Prophet dealt with uh, the children. Yes. Um, I think that a lot of time parents these days, they're either extremely gentle, so they'll say, oh, you shouldn't have done that, but like, okay, well, it's already in your mouth anyways, whatever, you know? Or they'll be extremely strict, where they're just like, no, no, don't do that. Or, as do, don't even Allah, play with it. Right. right? Where, don't even touch it. Right, whereas the Prophet ﷺ, he had a balance between, he was very strict with him, he made sure that he took it out of his mouth to teach him a lesson, but he was also explaining to him so the child doesn't feel like, oh, well, what's the point? You know, mm-hmm. he, he gave him an understanding. So I just thought it was really beautiful that he kept a balance between, yes. you know, yes. understanding and being Very strict. true. And you see, another thing is that the children were with the Prophet ﷺ. While he is collecting zakat, distributing it, his grandsons are there. And many times what happens is that people, when they go to the masjid, children are not, are not allowed to come because we're busy. Right? So children need to come and, and see these things. You see, unfortunately, many people claim that they are from the lineage of the Prophet ﷺ, but they're not necessarily from that lineage. If a person says that they are, because that's what they've been taught. Somebody told me recently that they actually visited India and they met their family, and their uncle showed them an entire family tree, all right? The entire tree, uh, you know, where it's going back all the way to one of their ancestors who was from the family of the Prophet ﷺ. So you have proof like that. Then, of course, such a person, you will not give zakat to them. But um, if it's just that their name is Sayyid, then that doesn't necessarily mean that they are from Ali Muhammad, okay? Anything else? Go ahead. You see over here that Imam Bukhari is bringing the statement of, or the opinion of, Abdullah ibn Abdul Aziz. So remember that you take evidences from the Qur'an, from the Sunnah, and then from the understanding of the companions and the generation after them also. Why? Because they're the people who were present when the Qur'an was being revealed. Right? They're the people who saw how the Prophet wasallam, you know, implemented the teachings of the Qur'an and explained the rules. So you have to take their understanding also. Okay? So remember that the statement of a companion is also a proof. Yes, go ahead. I, I just wanted to build off what the sister was saying about the wording of the Prophet and how he was talking to his grandchildren. I think um, we really underestimate children and their intelligence. So when we talk to them, we talk to them in a very condescending way, whether it's because we're um, we're telling them they did something wrong or even if we're like, oh, you're so cute and we'll start like pinching their cheeks. But I mean, really, the kids are more intelligent than that. And we should 
treat them like talk to them like like responsible adults also i don't know i yeah, I, mean, i just really appreciate yes they're, they're children but of course talk to them in a way that they can understand yeah like in a way that they can understand and and he uses a rhetorical question in order to make them think about what they did not mm-hmm. just like he doesn't spoon feed it to them he uses like questions to make them think yeah. so like for example telling kids like do you think that was a good choice mm-hmm. i don't know i work at the weekend school so a lot of times when the kids come like i try to make them think about what they did rather mm-hmm. than just being like what you did was wrong very good and you see he took the date out of the mouth he didn't spank the child he didn't yell at the child because the spanking will only frighten the child he won't understand what's going on but he took the date out and he explained he said do you not know this is not allowed for us so children also need long explanations but sometimes what we do is we're in our rush and we're busy and we just want them to listen they need that time Okay, inshallah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.